0: scripture says that he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves good morning christian america jesus is not happy when he comes into the temple he's made his return into the city of jerusalem he's returned to his father's home and he finds it in his words a den of thieves let's get into scripture this monday as we get ready to start it start off our week right good morning christian america okay good morning Christian America Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation that's right it our number one priority putting christ at the fore of for our lives is the most important thing that we can do if you if you support that mission if you support that effort we don't ask for your donations we just simply ask for your participation you can participate in the christian american community and the christian american revitalization effort by sharing this on your social media profile by Uh, liking and following and subscribing to us on all the social media platforms wherever you're listening or watching this podcast whether it be on our YouTube channel whether it be on our Rumble channel whether it be on the uh, podcast audio only platforms that's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify anywhere that they have podcasts you can find the Good Morning Christian America podcast right here. You can also support the Christian American revitalization effort by going to christianamericantees.com. That's all one word, Christian American Teas, where you can pick up some tees, some tanks, some sweatshirts. Winter's coming. It's getting cold. You're going to want to pick up uh, uh, one of the quality hoodies that we have there on the website. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. We encourage you to go there. Uh, but this Monday, we want to come to you, like we come to you every Monday, to bring you some scripture. Why is it important that we get into Scripture? Because, friends, as we talked about last Friday, when you read Scripture, God is talking to you. When you read these words, when you hear them, you will. God will speak to you through them. We can read the same passage, and you're going to take something different than I will take something. Um, we're all going to receive his message in a different way. It's not bad it's not uh it's not wrong uh, it, th- there isn't a need to to fight over things but god will speak to you different than he will speak to me you're in a different place than i am you're in a different situation than i am you've come through different things than i have so it's only right that god would speak to you in a, in a way that's different from me or from someone else but it's important that we don't be led astray, friends, cannot be led astray by those who would twist the Word of God, who would uh, seg- uh, segregate uh, certain segments of Scripture in order to, to twist it, to fit a narrative, to fit an agenda, uh, whatever that agenda may be. And those agendas are far and wide. I don't need to explain uh you know all the various ministers televangelists evangelists uh churches out there that have their own uh, that, that sadly have their own agenda and they like to use scripture to twist and to twist the word of god into fitting their agenda to fitting their lifestyle to fitting their political ideology to fitting the way that they want to live right and so what we try to do here although god will speak to us different through the word through his word we shouldn't be led astray about what actually is said in scripture what god actually says to us um and so that bring you scripture once a week to start off the week this monday morning uh, eight eastern every monday uh, we'll come to you again every friday uh getting ready for the weekend but on, on mondays we come to you so in order we go down the entire we're going down the entire new testament we covered the entire breadth of the gospel of matthew uh, we are in the process of covering the entire breadth of the gospel of mark today we're in mark chapter 11 and we're going to start on verse 15 um where Jesus is returning back to the city. If you have followed us in the last couple uh, weeks, uh, you would recognize or you would remember that Jesus um, is preparing the way. Just two weeks ago, I read to you that he, uh, he jumped on a donkey. Uh, he entered into the city as was prophesied by the Old Testament. The people around them picked up palm branches. They were waving it. Uh, in support and celebration calling him Hosanna uh, Hosanna in the highest blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord and that is how he was greeted it was prophesized that's how he would be greeted Uh, then he departed the city he went out to Bethany he cursed a fig tree who had who was providing no fruit and we talked to you about the importance of providing the fruit uh, that, that you're destined for that you are destined to provide, being a Christian and that they would know us by the fruit that we bear and that God has created us for a purpose. And if we fail to live up to that purpose, if we fail to seek what he has in store for us and then work diligently towards that, you're, you you would be kind of useless as this fig tree where he, he cursed and it withers away. And so it's in that context that we're going to come to you today and again like always we're going to show you this uh uh, scripture verbatim we're going to read it to you so you're going to see it with your own eyes you're going to hear it with your uh with your own ears and you're going to contemplate it with your own mind because there will be no influence uh from us and that is the most important thing so let me bring up this passage for you the cleansing of the temple and then it starts on Uh, Again, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, verse 15, it says, They came to Jerusalem, and entering the temple area, he began to drive out those selling and buying there. He overturned the tables of the money changers, and the seats of those who were selling doves. He did not permit anyone to carry anything through the temple area. Then he taught them, saying, is it not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples, but you have made it a den of thieves. The chief priests and the scribes came to hear of it and were seeking a way to put him to death. Yet they feared him because the whole crowd was astonished at his teeth. And when evening came, they went out of the city okay so there you have it that's the the cleansing of the temple now this this doesn't make the prosperity gospel people very happy very rarely do you see the prosperity gospel people reference this passage of Scripture even though this passage of scripture is in mark it's in matthew it's in luke and it's in john as a matter of fact in in the gospel of john in chapter 2 where he references this incident it, john says he goes he takes it a little bit of, he says that jesus fastened cords and and whips to run out of the temple so mm, the, the prosperity gospel people really shy away from this passage because it doesn't fit their narrative. It doesn't fit their narrative of a of a Jesus who, who never says anything bad to anyone or a Jesus who never holds a standard, a moral standard, a biblical standard, the standard that his father laid out. Like this passage, and there are mothers like it, but this passage doesn't, uh, doesn't lend to their agenda. So always be skeptical of those who parse different pieces of scripture. God is the God of all the blessings and the abundant life that He's that, that He has planned for us. But God is also one who calls you to pick up your cross and to struggle to get to the things that, that He wants and He has in store for you. God is also a, the one who runs off people trying to make money off the house of the Lord. That's why we started off this podcast Say we don't ask for donations. We don't want donations. We ask for your participation in the community. Jesus here runs off those that are trying to make money in the temple. He says that isn't it written that my ha- my house shall be called a house of prayer? But you have made it a den of thieves, and that's what's going on in the temple. These people who are the the money changers are exchanging money at absorbent 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 rates, um, so that to cheat those who are coming in uh, for. Uh, that are coming in for Passover and getting ready to sacrifice doves and sacrifice lambs and sacrifice what they what they had money to sacrifice so the, the 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 Jewish people are traveling long distances most of them are poor most of them have barely any money that they've saved in order to provide this sacrifice as the Old Testament tells them to they finally get up there and they're getting cheated by the people who live there they're getting cheated by the money changers here in the house of God hence the righteous indignation that Jesus has when he encounters this when we see things wrong and we get upset when we see people That have less than being cheated out especially by those in power especially by those of privilege especially by those of already exorbitant wealth we should too be righteously indignant and angry because jesus just explains to us he just provides an example for us though we are not him he provides an example of even he when he sees wrongdoing by those who have intentionally Against those who have not, that is not a good place to be. It is not a biblically play a biblical pa- place to be. It is not a place that Jesus um, accepts. These are not the, these these are not instances that Jesus uh, is quiet about. This is not an incident. Th- this is not an incident that Jesus is covert about. He's not mincing any words. He's clearly upset, and he takes action in order to remedy it. It's a, and also, again, in the broader theme of that Jesus, as the Son of Man, as the Son of God, who's come and that the one who is prophesied, he, he throws a quote in here. It says, uh, but you have made it a den of thieves. Why does he say that? He says this in order that that we... And the people of his day would look back on the, uh, the the prophet Jeremiah and Jeremiah's writings, and I'm going to show this to you again, so you can take it for your, you can see it for yourself, you can hear it for yourself, you can look at it for yourself, and you don't have to rely on on my um, on my word because who am I? Just somebody else is a regular person, but Jeremiah chapter seven verse eleven already prophesies that has this house. Which is called by my name, become a thieves in your eyes. Behold, I even I have seen it, says the Lord. So this is just a a, another example of Jesus being who he says he is. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of atheists out there. There's a lot of other organizations out there that are going to tell you that Jesus didn't call himself the Son of God. That are going to call. That are going to tell you that Jesus. Didn't call him. Didn't equate himself with God. Never forget that throughout this process, the Old Testament prophecies prophesized of the one who would do these things—to get on a, a donkey, the colt, and ride into the city. He does this. Who would be uh, um, the prophet Isaiah, the suffering servant, who? prophesies the the messiah hanging on a tree being cursed hanging on a tree um that would be crowned with thorns that lots would be cast for his clothes all of these things come to pass in the life and the ministry of jesus this is just one more example so what do we take from from this passage other than the stuff that we've already talked about friends there is a right and there is a wrong. That right and that wrong do not come from me. They do not come from you. They do not come from our our leaders and government. The objective truth, the objective right comes from God himself. Where do we find the objective right? We find it in scripture we find it in christ we get his teachings we have access to his words we have access to his example we have access to even what preceded jesus's ministry that lay forth all that was to come when we see people who are doing wrong who are behaving in manner in a manner that is the opposite of what God tells us. Scripture is very clear. Scripture is very clear. Again, there are many people for their own agenda that will try to twist the words of God. It's important that you read it for yourself so that you can understand it yourself. That when we move past an elementary Biblical education, we need a master's degree in scripture. I don't mean you need to go to school to be a theologian, but you definitely need to understand what's written between the front and back cover of of the Bible. You can only do that by actually doing it. And so there's other, there's many other podcasts, there's other um, tools that you could use. To get into the word of God and progress your way through it so that you can understand it, that you can have God speak to you. And then when you pray back to Him, you can, you can give Him your response to what He's told you in this scripture. Friends, when we see things that are happening that are that go against what God would have, when we have the, the privileged few to take advantage of those who have not, we should be righteously indignant as well. We should be angry as well. Now, we don't strike out in violence. We love our neighbors, we pray for them, but we should not just sit around and watch it happen because Jesus did not sit around and watch it happen. I posted something just the other day. It was a quote that that I that I got from another page, but it said something to the effect of it is it is not the goal The the goal of being a Christian is not to be like other Christians. The goal of being a Christian is to be more like Christ. So just because other Christians behave in a certain manner doesn't mean that you should behave in a certain manner. Just because other Christians sit by idly and allow the least of these, the least of us, to be taken advantage of, doesn't mean that you and I should sit idly by and allow that same thing to happen. We were were put here for a purpose. A purpose that we don't know what it is. And it's different for everyone. And it's different for you. And it's different for me. But we should be in a constant search for what God has in store for us. And when we see wrongdoing when we see immorality when we see evil incarnate we should call it by its name and we should stand up against it not because i say so but to follow in the footsteps of christ to pick up our cross and to follow him And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you get something out of this passage. We're going to come to you again on Friday, Friday morning, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Um, And until then, we want you guys to stay on fire for Christ. We want you to stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.